This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Damn these Biloxi blues, it happens every night. Every night. I ain't never met a river boat dealer that Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live barn grill in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And this is the podcast for Monday, November the 6th, you bunch of dang lowlifers. And if you're just tuning in and you're confused, as sometimes I do read in the comments, what a low lifer is, well, that's what the listeners of this show refer to themselves as. And they're a mighty, mighty loyal bunch of low lifers. Indeed. Hope you're all doing well out there. I am uh, trying to recover. I'm trying to recover. I uh, Crazy week. It's always a crazy week around here. Y'all know that. I start every show by talking that way, it feels like, more times than not. And uh, this past week, has been uh, an up and down week, and there are uh, there's lots of things going on in uh, the life of the uh, low lifer here himself. But uh, lots of stressful, crazy, but also a really, really, really good week, really good week, and uh, got to 
spend some time. Y'all know me and my music. I love me some good music, and I am I am fortunate enough to uh, get to spend some time with those Turnpike Troubadour boys. They were down in Huntsville, Alabama this past week, and I got to go see them and uh, spend spend a little time with my buddy, old Ryan Engelman and, and uh, old Rooster himself, RC there in uh, Turnpike, and, and got to see them play a show. And uh, Blackberry Smoke opened for him. I love me some Blackberry Smoke. So does my son Hudson. And But uh, me, the Triple Threat Hudson, and then Harper and her man Keaton all went down and, and watched Turnpike and Blackberry Smoke and Jason Bolin and the Stragglers. So uh, fantastic week. But I had a, I had a fishing tournament. I was supposed to have a fishing tournament. I, I did attend the tournament. I didn't fish, it would appear. But uh, neither did Trey Swindle. So that was all Thursday night. I practiced Thursday with Trey, drove back home, went to Huntsville, got in at one in the morning, back to Smith to practice. Really took this event serious. <laughs> and it didn't matter anyways because it's the Jesse and Jordan Wiggins Open. I already said that on this podcast. But uh, I'm worn out. I am worn out. I might not drink again for a while because of this week, but uh, uh, damn, had some Tito's. Had some Tito's this week. But I had a really good time. With all that train, I always have a great time in the boat. But Saturday was a nightmare, dude. Saturday, Smith Lake Suckery is what I will call what we uh, the display that we put on. We had a pretty good game plan, I felt like, going in. And, man, when I tell you we we put the dang forward-facing sonar on 9 million bass on Saturday, we put it on 9 million bass. There were uh, We also saw 9 million boats. There was a high school event on top of the ABT. 100 and and uh, looked like a couple hundred boats and there were people everywhere and i know wah 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 cry me a river but man it just seems like that's the case more and more on our fisheries now and uh, it does make it tough it does make it tough but inevitably the cream will rise to the top and the wiggins brothers who were at freaking table rock lake on friday afternoon they fished the toyota series both qualified for the toyota series championship out there Drove all night home to come and win $32,000 on their home lake. Just add it to the pile of money that they've won over the years on Smith Lake. I don't know that there's ever been anglers on any lake that are as dominant as those boys are down there. And there, there have been some Smith Lake legends over the years, but these guys are just, uh, they're, they're, they're amazing. They're great people to boot, and uh, I'm proud to know those guys. And uh, it just sucks competing against them sometimes. But uh, we we weren't a threat at all, trust me. We tossed our little low, little low, little low keepers back and uh, did the walk of shame, got the hell out of there for the last tournament of the year. We were sore losers, to say the least. There was a lot of that going on. Got to see uh, got to see a lot of, a lot of good fishing family down there, though. My buddy Johnny McCombs, Jordan Lee, so many folks. And, and I do want to say that, that there's, there's a lot of light that gets, uh, you know, spread shined down here uh on negativity at times with all the craziness and pro fishing but what the alabama bass trail is and what team tournaments are whether it's you know a bass club or you know whatever that's that is what our sport thrives on that is what our sport is to me the camaraderie the the, the cutting up the just hammers that catch them but that's what it's about 
um, you know, the proficient level, which I discuss on the show more times than not, obviously is just such a small part of the overall bass fishing, uh, ecosystem. And, and man, it's always, I'm just reminded every time I go to one of those ABTs, just how special our, our little part of the world is. And, uh, and, and Miss Kay and team do a great job with that, obviously in uh, 10 years now in the running, but but man, it's just everything. It's 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 like what I say about MPFL. Yeah, it's a lot higher entry fee and things, but like it's that camaraderie, it's that family feeling. It, it's uh, it's really it's like the old FLW tour days as well. Very cool, very cool. But shout out to uh, the Wiggins boys. Shout out to my buddy Goob, Jonathan Collins, uh, Derek Hicks. One anger of the year. Jonathan had to fish by himself on the final day of the of the year there. Derek's father going through some health issues, so he wasn't um, able to, to make it out to the event. So super, super cool uh, to see our buddy Jonathan win that almost perfect season again. There, man, it's like Todd Godin in the MPFL. They did not miss it by much. They uh, they kicked everybody's teeth in this year. And those one hundreds, dude, pros, amateurs, it's uh, it is absolutely stacked. Some of the best fishermen from around the southeast in those things and small field, big money paid out live coverage it's a good good time very good time something else that uh, was announced at this abt robbie floyd who i've had the uh i've I've had the honor of getting to sit in for him a couple times this year you know i talked about that on the show but robbie floyd will no longer be emceeing uh on a regular basis next year and he's been with k for 10 years and i can tell you as an angler that fished the first two years of this new trail the alabama bass trail never forget when k and and team put this out there when it was announced that robbie was going to be the guy i was so shook by that man this dude's gonna be doing the way in and he does such a fantastic job he's been in you know commentating classics and he's he's worked with espn and now he's he's doing a lot of the uh the saltwater stuff with saltwater ron at times shout out ronnie moore as well but robbie is one of those voices in in our sport that he's he's been fantastic man and the anglers love him and and i know i I enjoyed getting to spend time with him and and cut up with him and work with him there and he's just he's on his facts about all the anglers and it's not a it's not an easy gig what he's done and uh my hat's off to him so i wish him the best of luck robbie floyd i want to thank the sponsors real quick and then we've got a we've got an interview with uh one of our old buddies i guess this might break the record for the most time somebody's been on the OBL. Startron, kicking ethanol in the teeth, and you're really doing your chainsaw, but in your outboard engine that's going to sit idle potentially this time of year when you might be in the woods, your lakes might be frozen over. Better put you some Startron in the tank, make sure ethanol does not gum up the works. And I sounded like Trump, I'd gum up the works. I sounded like Trump. It's terrible. I don't do a good Trump. I do not do a good Trump, so I'm not going to go there. I've been watching a lot of Shane Gillis lately, comedian Shane Gillis, and he absolutely crushes a Trump. Sorry. Uh, so I think Trump or, you know, whoever, like whoever your favorite politician is, they probably would use StarTron if they were smart. But a lot of politicians aren't smart. StarTron kicking it on the teeth. That's a weird ad read. I don't know. Uh, Pro Guide Batteries, ProGuideBatteries.com is where you can find those beautiful little square critters that will run your bass boat, your trolling motor, all those graphs. A fish with Trey, he's got 47,000 graphs on the front of that Phoenix. They're everywhere. It's ridiculous. You can barely get in the damn boat. 
Humminbird 360s. So much crap. I don't even know where you, well, I don't even know. I don't even know how you rig all this crap. You can barely pick up the damn trolling motor when you get to run spots, but Pro Guide will power all of it or as little of it. Maybe you just want your trolling motor to be always on fire. Well, those new lithiums will do that. You can use code LBL10 to let them know you are a low lifer. Get you a little break. Get you a little break. Rigging out boats. Hey, man, every little bit helps this time of year. There's no doubt about it. ProGuideBatteries.com. Bait dash works.com bait dash works.com wrx bait dash wrx.com is where you can find all of your online tackle needs and you can find this little this little critter right here that let me and little tray down we pulled up thursday in practice and his first cast with an lob to a brush pile he caught a nearly four pounds body bass and that was the last bite we had on the yellow bait. To be fair, we didn't throw it a ton, but we did. Uh, we did try on a hail mary yesterday. Fish some some brush late, and uh, but the yellow bee jig designed really for this time of the year, this fall transition time. Things get tough. You got a lot of bright bluebird days. The finer than frog hair skirt material shines this time of year in seven amazing colors. A custom trocar hook, and it's sticky, and it gets them a three alt trocar. Go check it out. Available in two sizes, the LOB. It's got Low Budget Live right there on the package. And if you or anybody you know, and I know uh, I've had a couple of y'all reach out, have a tackle store interested in those, they have been a Baitworks exclusive, but we're going to try to get them to some local shops moving forward as well. So just hit me up with that information, and we will gladly get some LOBs in your neighborhood. That way you can just run down the road. But the thing with Baitworks is if you hit order, it's finna show up. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about it, or here's your baits. They're going to get them to you. Bait-works.com. Duncan-10 is how you can save money and let them know you're a lowlifer. Right there. And last but not least, hang the imaginary banner. Express Boats, the original all-welded beast of a bass boat. 96-inch beam in that X-21. 21 feet of fury. Fastest hole shot in the game. I've had people go, well, what about this boat? I don't know. I never, I've never driven those. I've never driven those, but I can tell you this, it goes beep, and you're gone. No matter the weight, beep, see ya. Such a blazing shot, whole shot with that Yamaha show on the back, 250 Yamaha show. Amazing tackle storage. Love that X21. They've got the X19. They've got multiple versions of aluminum bass boats for you to check out to to fit any budget really they've also got their veranda pontoon line if you're looking to try to take your lady out for a ride maybe you know see where the night goes maybe you got a lake house maybe you're bougie like that veranda pontoons also express boats building excitement since 1966 in hot springs arkansas all right all right so this guy, speaking of aluminum boats, this guy right here, though, this guy right here, he made aluminum boats cool. He really did. He really did. Uh, at a national level, at a professional level, he's like, you know what? You don't have to have the glittery fiberglass. You don't have to spend a hundred grand. You don't have, even have to have damn electronics. You can take a hook and a Berkeley General wacky worm. And you can do work. You can do work. He finished 12th in the MPFL points this year. He finished 12th in the Bassmaster Elite Series points. He got a win on the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. He is one of my favorite people that I've ever encountered on this beautiful planet Earth of ours. He is 
all positivity all the time. And he is a uh, absolute fantastic human being. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got an official, very official, low budget live Cox watch to wrap up his crazy season to talk about next year. Here he is from DeBerry, Florida, John Cox. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, here he is, a an official Cox watch. Where's my where's my Cox watch button? Oh, there it is. He's got a sound effect and everything. It's been a minute, buddy, but uh, welcome back. Uh, man, it's good. To, it's good to see you. <laughs> good to see you, buddy. Uh, we we I talked to you. We were going to try to do one in person a couple weeks ago. You were pretty close for the Toyota series. Uh, or excuse me, Toyota series. Listen to me. The Toyota <laughs> owners event down in uh, Florence, Alabama, because you win all the Toyota bonus bucks, apparently. <laughs> and you were down there doing a photo shoot, but uh, I had a million things going. You had to get to the last MPFL year of the year. So you could go catch them. So here we go. The next best thing via the internets. Right. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it has been so busy. It's been a super busy year. Uh, Man, it's winding down now, and I thought I was going to be able to relax, but like last week, you know, it's just getting prepared for the next year, you know, and it's just, yeah. uh, you know, and getting caught up on everything, you know, watching, uh, you know, watched you and uh, Watson the other day, and like, you know, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, you got to get caught up on all that stuff. I miss it all when I'm traveling so much, and uh, you know, but it's just, it was pretty cool. I got caught up on a lot of, a lot of podcast i miss keith texted me this week and said you guys have watched it and and he was uh he was laughing his ass off and and dude he's kind of kind of caught up in the crosshairs of that right because he qualified for that bpt and he's got to finish i guess in the top 10 to retain a spot or he's out right right yeah, yeah he, he is uh he's a little worried i i feel like he i have confidence in him that i think he'll be able to do it um but yeah that is it's kind of nerve-wracking you know having to jump into those and fish against the, you know, those guys that are so good and have to finish in the top 10 to get to keep your job. Cause like when he made it, you know, like I even told him like, dude, you're, you're like, you're set up now, you know, you're like, you're in like, you know, like I don't think he's going to fall out of the bottom for a while. And, and, uh, you know, I was really happy for him, but, and then everything coming up, but, uh, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, that's, that's slightly what worries me about the whole thing. You know, it's like, there's going to be at some point where I'm going to be at that, uh down the list you know and it's just like gosh it's just terrible to take Dude. someone that's made a hundred thousand dollars in sponsorship money and lose it you know oh I, I get it and and you you know you'll see comments well if you don't do your job you should be yeah. fine your job but yeah there, there are different jobs in professional fishing out there right. like to say you are a a tournament angler first and foremost and you do make money that way you win money but you have a stable of sponsors and Keith gaining on that too, right? Like he's through his performance in MPFL through the pro circuit. Like he is gaining sponsors and his job off the waters to represent those guys. And that's a paycheck. It's same as it is for you and so many other pros. And I think that's where the, the guy that doesn't compete professionally or doesn't do that for a living, maybe doesn't understand that. Yeah, I get that. Okay. I didn't make the top, whatever, send me on home, but, you also are employed and your, and your sponsor right. likes you for all the reasons, not just your, your tournament finishes, I guess right. is what I'm getting at. So uh, it, it's going to be brutal for some of those, some of those guys. And uh, I do hate it for Keith. Cause man, I just, obviously 
uh, MPFL wise, getting to spend so much time with him. He's an amazing human, uh, even though his friends are shady. And <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's incredible. And, and dude, I think he he'll be fine. I just it would suck if he finished eleventh and gets back. Right. After right. dedicating two years to that, you know, right. um, that was, he was somebody when I kind of went on my first rant about it, that was definitely mm-hmm. in my head. A guy, guy like him, guys like Matt Stefan, yeah. you know what they put into it, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you, and you think even Matt Stefan, I mean, Matt Stefan, he dedicated everything, like, you know, quit his job. Like, I mean, he had a good job. I mean, I don't remember yeah. exactly. He was uh, accounting or something with something where he was making good money and, uh, you know, he just bailed on it all for this. And and now he's at that point where he's going to, you know, he's made it. And so it's kind of, you know, it is terrible for them guys, but yeah. um, he got his first yeah. win this year, like not yeah. notches a win. Then he qualifies. And now it's like, okay, uh, that yeah. was fun. Now I got one year to either, you know, put up or shut up, I guess. And you get right. set back. And I do, I do want to go back to the fact that you said you're going to be on the bottom of a list. <laughs> I mean, I mean, one day. <laughs> you think? Does that happen to you? I don't think. Well, you don't know. Either. You don't know. I mean, I I'm so stubborn. I don't want anything to change, you know. And and I feel like I've spent all this time uh, to get to this point, you yeah. know, that I just don't want to, you know, uh, you know, I just don't want to jump on the whole, you know, forward facing stuff. And uh, but I have to. I have to admit, I did. Re- I have two more days to get an alligator. We have one tag left, and I did put it on the boat last night because we, it's been so tough. And they go down, and we—I mean, we're terrible at it. We don't know what we're doing, but, but I'm—I'm I'm hoping that the forward facing will help us get one in the next two days. So, ladies and gentlemen, I got to do this again. Where's the? Uh, I'm looking for my. This is breaking news. This is Watch. There is a forward facing sonar transducer. On a boat owned by John Cox, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You're all of you diehard anti forward facing sonar people. You can cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go bass fishing, though. We're just going to try it um, to get an alligator. And then, uh, so I don't need any hate mail or anything. I'm still not going to use it. It's not on my turn. It's honestly not even on my boat. It's on one of my old boats that my brother in law has now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's allowed. No hate mail. No, don't get in his DM. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you broke my, you broke my non-sonar having heart. Because, yeah. dude, do you feel a responsibility a little bit? Because you, I feel like you represent a group of people that are like you and I, where they're stubborn, setting their ways, and they don't want to see bass fishing change. And you're their guy. Like you see it in the comments, like. After this MPFL, you didn't have a graph, and it's like, see, you don't have to have that. John Cox is showing you why. Do you feel that responsibility, that pressure sometimes? Uh, I do. I do a little for like, uh, you know, for uh, all the people out there that are broke, uh, kind of like I, you know, I was forever. Oh, every fisherman. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I was, I was like fishing from the bank all the time, you know, and just like, I mean, I, I remember when I had to sell my first John boat to get my bass boat just to put a trolling motor on my new bass boat, you know, like just yeah, everything's, you know, so expensive. So I, I just, um, you know, I don't know. I just trying to give everybody some hope that, yeah, you can, 
kind of hang with these guys if you don't have it. But uh, well, it's getting tougher and tougher. I'm not going to lie. Well, I had, I had that in my questions because you and I talked about that a little bit at the MPFL event at Lanier where you were fifth after the first two days. You were kind of, uh, you know, one rod John there throwing a Berkeley Nessie, and then you oh, yeah. broke out a cane walker. Oh, oh. And this you uh, uh. Let me just hold on. That's that's one similar that I was getting them on. Have you seen that yet? No, it's it's very 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 sexy. Yeah, that thing works so good. <laughs> uh, and it's crazy. Well, no, well, now you're. I mean, you're expanding your horizons. You're a glide bait yeah. guy. You're a cranker now. There's so many things. You'll be a Ford facing sonar gator hunter. <laughs> you're, you're really getting outside the John Cox box. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we did we talked there in an interview and you said yeah next year i think i think i might have to to play with forward facing more and man you finished 12th you only fished five mpfls you finished 12th in our standings you finished 12th in the Bassmaster elite series standings far and away making the classic i mean looking at the schedule next year, is that what makes you think that? Or is it just the overwhelming, like what we're seeing? Do you just think if you don't kind of at least somewhat adapt it to your fishing, you're going to get left behind? What are your thoughts on why you would try it? Uh, well, I, I just see it as, I mean, this year uh, I got lucky and won the one, you know, me and Keith got first and second. Uh, they were spawning really well. Um, but some of my other top tens, it, it was like my day went like I won the tournament. <laughs> like, I mean, how, uh, you know, how I've won in the past, like things have gone right. I made a stop, called a big one at the end, whatever it was. And I was still six to seven pounds short of winning, you know? Yeah. So like I, I'm coming in, I like had that same feeling like I won, uh, but not even being close. So like, I realize that a lot now. And uh, so that, I guess that's kind of where I'm feeling like, uh, you know, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to adapt eventually if, if I want to have a shot at winning, you know, because I mean, especially, uh, you know, we don't know if we're going to hit any of the spawns next year uh, unless something happens maybe at the uh, MPFL championship on Amistad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even, I don't really know exactly where that is, but you know, <laughs> if something happens in the Basically in there, Tijuana. Yeah. So somewhere out there, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I mean, you just, uh, I don't know. You just don't know. And, and, um, I mean, the guys coming up, they're younger, they're, you know, they're, they're, uh, a lot smarter and quicker with that stuff. And, uh, and it was kind of cool. Cause, uh, Todd Goad, uh, won our AOI yeah. and, and he's an older guy. And, uh, I think he adapted to it pretty well, you know, to win AOI. Uh, For sure. and he's so, also, bank, he can, he can beat the bank. He can skip docks. Like Todd's a really well-rounded angler, but it is right. interesting. And I, and I had him on the show this, this past week and he talked about how he utilized active target more and more and more, but he still has that old school mentality a lot right. as well. Yeah. See that, I don't know if I would be able to, like, I'm an all in kind of person. So that's what scares yeah. me. I put it on you know, am I going to do like Keith and be out in a hundred feet of water most of the time? No, he, he is anymore. Ah, uh, hell he, he does <laughs> now. It's, I'm not, it's sickening when he tells me, I'm like, Oh gosh. But, I uh, think you will get hate mail. If, <laughs> if you listen, if there's no general, there's no wacky general. If, if there's no slobber knocker, if there's right. no swim jig, you're getting hate mail. You're getting it from me. Okay. Yeah. 
Just know that. And I and I look, I I like Ford facing. I think it's amazing. It's also very frustrating at times. But right. but I think that uh like you're everybody's you're the you're the the hope. <laughs> you're, the, you're the hope for the world. Uh but I, I do, man, I think it's the way you're looking at that is uh it's pretty amazing that most of the wins do come from that and have in the last couple of years, it sure seems. And yeah, you're knocking out those classics, which make careers, but you're also a guy that in the last, let's say five years, you've won a good damn bit <laughs> or six years. You've won a lot, right? but you won yeah. this year. You said you got lucky. Well, oh yeah. I mean that one, that one I showed up, Keith was kind of like, Hey, you need to come down here and fish by me because they're starting to pull up and, so I just went down there like it wasn't, uh, you know, it was just it was that was uh, that was probably one of the best tournaments ever. But I also felt so terrible at the same time because I was like, you know, I thought Keith had me. I was like, you know, he's got 20 something pounds. He's going to beat me by a pound. And, um, you know, I barely had enough or whatever. But, yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just I had a lot of them uh, even uh, when we were in Oklahoma, like my my day three at Oklahoma for MPFL. Like I was bouncing around, I was catching nice fish, and I was like, "Man, it was just the tournament went so well." Uh, but I think you know, I finished like ninth or tenth or somewhere there. You know, I like didn't lose any, like nothing really. Uh, you know, kind of felt like you were having that day. That's that. Yeah, the yeah, day like it, it felt good. I was moving around, you know, and um, you know, I just don't know, uh, you know, with the forward facing, uh, you know, if, you know, it's just it's hard to hang when everybody else can see them out there, you know. Man, but you're you're doing a pretty damn good job. Does I mean, it? I'm gonna keep, I'm not gonna I'm gonna keep trying. You know, I mean, I feel like if I win now, I feel like it's huge. Like if somehow next year with the elite schedule, uh, how everything's kind of moved around a little bit later and stuff. Like if I if I somehow am able to win one of those or win one of the MPFLs, uh, man, it, it it'll be like a even a bigger accomplishment. You know, being the, you know this day and age and stuff. I feel like you know. Oh, I, I think so. But dude, that, that still exists. And do you think though, and, and we've talked about this and I've heard Greg Hackney say things like this, where they'll, will there be a moment because obviously not all, all fish live out suspended in 20 feet of water. So you have to throw ice jigs and, you know, crappie jigs at them to get them to bite and rubber dice and all this <laughs> weird shit we're having to use. Yeah, whatever that stuff. <laughs> yeah, whatever that stuff. You and I actually had a pretty funny text combo this week about this same thing. Like, what what in the hell happened? Like, yeah. when, could we not just go throw a buzz bait anymore? Yeah. When did that change? Like, yeah. I meant this weekend that I should have been able to just, I don't know, go through a square wheel and catch 15 pounds, but, like, you just can't do that anymore, it feels like. Um, yeah. But but there there are a lot of fish that do live on the bank. Do you think that, it doesn't, you don't feel like it benefits a guy like you, who is an expert. You wrote the book on shallow water angling. You don't feel like that it's beneficial to you in some way that everybody goes out there looking around all the time. I mean, I would, I would like to think it is, but like, I'm not catching many fish. Really? Anywhere okay. we go. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, I don't know if you watch any, I mean, some of the MPFL, I mean, like I'm going, I'm going all day to get those five, you know, and sometimes they don't come until like the last hour. And like, it's, uh, if, if I was catching a ton of fish, I'd be like, Oh man, this is great. You know, got the bank to myself, but, uh, it just seems like, uh, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like the fishing has been that good. Have the uh, fish moved out there though? Do you think because of fishing pressure, but like, do they go out there because they're 
three thousand high school tournaments a weekend and college tournaments and I mean, there's, you know a I mean? Lot of guys, there's still a lot of guys out there beating the bank. Like any of these tournaments we go to, I mean, I'm like fishing around a lot of locals still fishing the bank, you know. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's what it is. It's just there's so many people doing it now. Pretty much since you know uh, COVID and everything, and everybody started fishing a lot, uh, which is good. Everybody's getting out on the water. Um, but that was, you know, kind of like what Hackney was saying, you know, everybody being out there, like, I, I, you know, I wonder, is there going to be a point in time where those fish are like, Hey, I'm going to go hide under I'm these going yeah. or piece of wood or whatever. Cause I'm tired of getting zapped out there in, in open water, you know, uh, which I don't know if that will happen or not, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to see. And that's kind of what I'm holding out on. That, that's like one thing in the back of my head where I'm like, I'm not going to put it on right now. Cause I can just hang in there you know maybe it you know because if it does re, you know swap like that i feel like i could get a, a year or two really good year or two in before you know before it changes you know so well for for me i feel like if i could finish in 12th place every year in the bassmaster elite series or higher for the rest of my life i just would never put the damn thing on the, and i <laughs> i'm trying to be okay with that but i uh gosh i get i get i mean i'm usually happy but i get frustrated man i get i like when i feel like i like have a shot to win or like have you know or if i finish in the top and everybody else is is zapping them out in the open water you know i'm just like gosh i just you know i don't know i'm like happy for them you know but i'm also pissed off <laughs> <laughs> well and the thing is bass are bass right and like you're obviously excellent at catching them so if you move out there i feel like these guys uh are really in for a ride <laughs> because I, like you're gonna figure that deal out dude yeah i don't know i i um something happens to me when i move off the bank i don't know what it is i'm shaking yeah i just like oh i'm just lost. like now now if i have someone running the trolling motor someone else I can fish off the bank all day long, but like when I'm, when I'm like up front there, I just, I just get drawn to that shallower water, you know, Same. whether you catch them or not, you know, just, you know, I'm like, ah, I gotta go throw with that log over there. I gotta go hit that dock over there. So. I could literally be all shore on a hundred fish school and be like, damn them docks look good up there. Yeah, yeah. Want to skip my jig up there. So bad. Like it's so uh, deep inside of me that I can't shake. Yeah. And I, and look, I'll say this to be fair, a guy like Patrick Walters, who is obviously he's top five in the AOI in the Elite Series the last five years, he's won three MPFLs, he's yeah. top 10, you know, MPF, he's having an like his career is ridiculous. And he was doing that before forward facing oh, yeah. ever yeah. came out in college, to be fair, but right. he is very, very dialed on forward yeah. facing. I've spent a lot of time over his shoulder this year with MPFL, obviously, and he's on Bassmaster Live and things as well. But I'll say this with MPFL, he'll also sneak up there and skip him one under a dock every now and then. Yeah. And yeah. Don't don't be fooled. My man is really, really good oh, at no. the water. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, we knew when Patrick was in uh, college, we were like, when this guy comes up, you know, we're doomed. Like, we already knew that before. <laughs> So. And he enjoys being a problem. Like he <laughs> likes looking at you and going, "Yeah, I'm a problem." Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, that cat calls him Dale Earnhardt. He's the intimidator. Oh yeah, yeah. He does. Uh, he does enjoy it. Well, dude. So you you mentioned MPFL next year. Our schedule. You talk about the elite. So 
and, and I don't think you've made a social post or anything because obviously the season just now ended with MPFL for this year. But what are your official plans if you if you don't mind sharing here with the low lifers? What's yeah. you've had a crazy we we've done this a, a time or two, you and I on this show yeah. where you're like <laughs> you pulled out a piece of paper one time and you're like, This is everywhere I'm going. Um that was a couple <laughs> years ago and it was mind blowing. But what yeah. what's next year look like? Uh so I mean, right now the way it's looking, uh it's looking like I'm gonna do the bass elites in the NPFL. Uh, I was trying to jump into a couple of the invitationals. I think I can make like two of them, uh, but they're going to have to see if they can squeeze me in them or not. I think they go to like Rayburn and Detroit at the end. Those are the two I can make. Um, but yeah, I went, I paid, I paid my elite entries right up to the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you know, May, I think. So I'm like <laughs> solid till then. So, and then I don't know what I'll do after that, put the forward facing on. Quit. I don't know. So, <laughs> I don't know. Retire, just hanging out with those beautiful trophies. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it goes, and it's crazy. Like my, my, uh, starts in the end of February. I'll go to like, uh, uh, let me think. I think it's like, uh, the, the two in Texas, I think Toledo Bend fork. Uh, then we go to Amistad for the championship, uh, for NPFL and then, uh, red crest at lay Lake. And then Bassmaster Classic. So all this is in a row. Yeah. So I'm like, gosh, I I just hope, like, you always hope to get on a roll. But those would be like, I mean, gosh, you could just, yeah. If it all will click for those five weeks. I was going to say, not only are those big, nice trophies. uh, And to be fair, I haven't seen the MPFL Championship trophy. I think they're working on something special for that. But that's a one in, say, 27, 28 chance at – I forget what the overall number is of qualifiers, but because we took – it was win and you're in and the top 25 in the AOI. So I think that thing's going to shake out around 28, 29 maybe. So that's a one at at a – Hundred grand, everybody gets a check. Very cool deal. Yeah. And then you go to the classic, everybody gets a check. Three hundred grand first place, and then Red Crest. How, yeah. However, that works. Flip. Yeah, flop. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's Red Crest and classic. Okay, and then uh, and Red Crest is where it's Lay Lake, right? Yeah, Lay Lake. Yeah. Coosa River. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, but but you add all that money up, you have a seven hundred thousand yeah. dollars just hanging out there sure. in that month. That's a pretty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be, uh, it's really exciting. And that's what I'm, I'm trying to prepare for those five uh, to six weeks. You know, I want to be like, have everything ready to go. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll make my money then. And then, uh, and then we can ride out the rest of the season. <laughs> Man, I, I think that, that people listening probably think you're joking, but I know you well enough to know that you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm dead serious. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, uh, you it's know. volatile, man. The yeah. sport of professional fishing is very volatile, dude. It, it really, just you, you just don't know. I mean, I, I mean, every day I go, you know, even when you think something, it always changes on you, you know, and you have to adapt every day and stuff. And uh, not only do you have to be on, I mean, I wake up sometimes on the wrong side of the bed. I forget what I'm doing and I'm out there, <laughs> you know, casting. And I'm like, you know, knowing I need to get it together, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's hard to, uh, you know, that's what's crazy about AOI. Like I, I haven't like, the only thing I ever won AOI, I mean, been close a couple times, um, but I mean, it's like, gosh, you have to be on top of it every day, day yes. in, day out. You can't have any bad days, uh, you know. And uh, I mean, I would love to win it, you know, but I almost feel like it, it's not possible anymore without the forward facing. That's part of the also the reason I was thought about, you know. Uh, bring because especially like look at these smallmouth tournaments you know yeah i get that i mean before forward facing uh you know those last couple years before it 
Like I, I was leading a lot of those smallmouth ones and I was like, mm-hmm. man, this is great. And then forward facing come out and I was yeah. like, God, just let me get a check somehow, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, you guys go there. What on the elite two more, two smallmouth events next year? Yeah, I think we'll do uh, Champlain and uh, St. Lawrence, probably. Maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And then you uh, with MPFL, we've only got one. We got Saginaw Bay, but then yep. we've got the John Cox Open down oh, there, yeah. <laughs> John's River in September. How will they fish? Because I've seen people in the comments just fans you know not not competitors like it's bull crap they're going there it's gonna suck is it gonna suck or is it gonna I mean, uh, it's really all depending on the hurricanes like uh okay. if we don't have any hurricanes and the water kind of stabilizes um it'll probably be pretty decent it'll be better than a lot of places that you could go to in, in september okay. um you know if we get a hurricane it could get kind of tough but i think what uh we'll what our group of mpfl guys will uh will discover which i mean other some local guys already have but we're going to see a lot of our guys uh scoping them on the shell bars and catching them and we're going to i mean they're going to smash them they're going to catch some big ones so i'm kind of curious to see how that one even uh plays out because you know a lot of the guys around here are using it and stuff but i mean there's like you know there's some untouched stuff that i feel like when our group comes there that they'll learn and figure out um, you know, and, and that's my, my favorite part of the river we're going to out of the land. I mean, you can go north up to George, uh, or you can go south down to Monroe where I'm at. And, uh, okay. it's just, you know, it's just, it, it's huge playing field. It's 35 miles per hour through 90% of it, but you know, but it's, uh, out of the land it is because of no wake zones. And yeah. Yeah. All, all, the man, all the manatee zones. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Manatees but, ruin yeah. everything. Ru- really ruin everything. I know. I, I, I would love to hate on them, but like uh, our Airbnb, that's what everybody comes down to see the manatees. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're like, we're like, you're oh, profiting man, off of sea cows. <laughs> yeah. 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 Book it up. Come see the sea cows. <laughs> the sea cows while I idle by. Actually, they're really cool. I don't know what they do. They just kind of lumber around like I do in the swimming pools, kind of what they look like. Pretty um, much. Yeah. They just kind of roam around they'll scare the piss out of you i've seen them at okeechobee before and you're like what the like they come out of nowhere you're like why are you here i'm flipping a grass mat i don't know what that thing is i remember going down there i was like 19 and i saw one like the first trip right what just happened why is that thing here it's crazy dude it is it does it doesn't seem like he should be in the water it's like having uh cows without fences for sure you know out there on the highway or something you know it's just too it's uh it just always seems so dangerous with them out there. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, have you ever, do you think you've ever hit one? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> On this camera for sure. Yeah, never. Never. No, those are just logs that, that I remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> Nothing will crush a crest liner like a manatee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my goodness. That's terrible. That is terrible. I doubt that would happen. Uh if yeah. John Cox can't demolish an aluminum boat, it can't be demolished. Let's just no, no. let's just be honest. Dude, let's let's talk about that a little bit. So you are, I think you're the guy that and Poche, he's got the aluminum thing going. He's got a big fan following. Everybody likes Keith and his crazy ways. But uh, I think you're obviously the guy that made aluminum cool, man. You went through a freaking pipe down there on the Red River with a board as a push pole. Like, you've done it all. And you fished glass. Like, you were a glass guy. 
when you kind of first came back on the scene, FLW wise, and then you, and then you went aluminum and you've never turned around and you're the guy that has made that so popular and has shown, Hey, you can do that. Now Bassmaster classic two Bassmaster classics have been one out of aluminum boats. It's insane, man. Yeah. You, you start know, revolution. No, no, it is crazy. You know, and it's, it's, uh, it's always been there. Like there was always these signs, like, you know, like I had my motor blow one time, uh, when I was going to, I think I was fishing Kentucky Lake and I, I borrowed a boat from, uh, um, from one of my buddies there at, uh, Clark's Marine. And, uh, he gave me aluminum to use. And I was like, man, this is nice. Like, you know, this is kind of like, you know, this is like my you know, John boat club days, but like really, really nice, you know? And, uh, it's just crazy all these years later, you know? I just found myself, you know, in, in the crest liner and, and it's, it's evolved from day one. Like I remember when we only had a 135, uh, and FLW said we had a one one fifty after a one at the red river. And, uh, when they came out with the one with the one fifty, I ran that one. It was, uh, you know, a 19 foot, uh, for years. And then someone was like, you know what, we need to make you a little bit bigger one. And I was like, all right. And then, you know, now we have 21s and 19s with, you know, two fifties, you know, so it's, uh, it's definitely changed over the years. And, uh, yeah, I I just, I mean, I I love it. I love my boat. You know, I love that rule change. Anybody that gets a rule change after them is a legend in my mind. (laughs) Like if you do something and they're like, shit, we (laughs) We got to change. I think, I I think they might've had it before and then they took it away for some, because I'm sure someone else did something that was, you know, but uh, they took away jets because not everybody has oh, yeah. access to a jet drive, which I think is right. kind of BS to be honest. Because, and I get it if like you're borrowing one from your local buddy right. and he says, Oh, you can take this over these shoals. And I get the, I get why the rule's there. But also, dude, I owned a jet for a long yeah. time in my early 20s and I fished some tournaments out of that I thought I was going to crack them in places. And when it changes and you're running around trying to fish, you know, in the middle of the lake in a 17 foot boat yeah, with a 40 yeah. horse jet, like you're done for. How about yeah, that? Like, yeah. are. so it's risk and re- versus reward, right? I mean, it just right. is mm-hmm. for sure. I would, I love that. Like, hey, man, you want to, you want to roll up in the jet drive, then go for it. Try it doesn't work all the time. You know, I, no. I, feel, I look at the, the many times I've tried to uh, get away from everything and fish something untouched. Uh, and it's worked out twice, Red River and uh, Forest Woodcuff. On I was gonna say Huntsville, yeah, yeah, those are the two times that I can really remember where it actually uh worked, you know. And I can think of a uh, hundred times it didn't, didn't work. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, and a hundred might be putting it lightly because, dude, I've done, I like I said, when I had that jet boat and I was young and really stupid then, more way more stupid than I am now, at least I think I've at least got some wisdom. Dude, I would be like, look at that ditch right there. I bet there's something in the back of it. And this is before Google Earth. Yeah. I would like end up in people's cow pastures and shit. Like, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like, and you never oh, yeah. found something that was a winning spot. Like, I can think of like yeah. three times I found something kind of halfway special in a right, BL right. or something, right? Like, right. And, and ultimately, though, you just waste a lot of time. You see some cool stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and, and I'm gonna, oh, yeah. The whole adventure of it all. Yeah. You know? That's what, uh, you know, when you're trying to find, you don't know what's there, you know, so, you know, being positive, you're like, oh man, I'm going to get there and there's going to, it's going to be loaded with four and five pounders. 
and then you know sometimes it just dries up and doesn't go anywhere <laughs> or you get one bite that leads you astray <laughs> it's like Whoa. oh yeah and then and yeah and then you're struggling during the day and you're like i gotta go look at it yeah, yeah. that's yeah. happened to me quite a bit i think my favorite john cox instagram moment sharing your insanity we were at rayburn in january and i know you're gonna remember this but Rayburn in January for an FLW event in 19, it was one Terry Bolton one. The water was super yeah. high. And I remember you posting a story and you were up this, I, I mean, it was truly a ditch somewhere. I don't know where you were at, but you ended up catching them. It was cold as crap. And you caught them on a frog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll never forget stupid Todd Castledine, who yeah, knows yeah. everything, you know, about everything. Just ask him. And he goes, I was staying with him. And he goes, he's not going to catch him here. There's no way. That doesn't work. And he's just like saying all this stuff. And you got to check. I think I made the cut. Oh, yeah. And Todd didn't. And I was like, hey, stupid. Maybe you should get an aluminum boat. And go throw a frog when the, there's frost everywhere. Yeah. You know, that water was like low 50s. Yeah. They're eating that frog back there. I could not believe it. It was unbelievable. That was honestly one of my my better fishing days at Rayburn, uh, which, which it wasn't like, uh, you know, normally you go out there and you're grinding and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, man, they were just – it was like – I mean, I'm sure they had, they didn't see it all year, you know, because <laughs> it was so cold But till then. But uh, it was amazing. That was, that, was a, that was a super cool tournament. But, I, yeah, I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the social clips were great. Your boat was just, of course, covered in mud and just sticks <laughs> and whatever else. And I'll just never Todd's like just wasting wasting his time. Yeah, his yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, that so, was always yeah. so fun. That's when I had Benji with me, so he was yes. always getting video and stuff. He's like, I yes. gotta film this. I'm like, I don't know if you should, Benji. Benji. I don't know if we should video any of this. <laughs> I've seen uh, Benji. Shout out Benji fishing Alabama Bass Trail with his brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd man. he do? He uh, kicked my ass. He uh, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Every tournament I'm ever in. I mean, I think I've beat him once all year. Uh, yeah, he uh, no. That, that, I don't know. I think they got paid. I think oh, they got man. paid up. I never ran into him uh, yesterday afternoon. I saw him in the morning, but I never saw right. him yesterday afternoon. Um, good that's a, that's good people right there john cox you know that that was oh yeah uh, no he he helped me tremendous i was uh a bit of a slacker when benji started traveling with me and uh <laughs> he was always like you want scott martin to be you he's like you get out of that bed and get in the truck and then he'd drive me out to practice like it'd be dark still and we'd dump into practice like, why are we doing this yeah i'm like what are we doing yeah he's like you're putting in a full day every day so we like we practice so hard you know and uh Boy, those those were some fun times. And I remember you would hopscotch ramps back then. You'd see, I'd oh, see yeah. you in places, and then I'd see you another place later. And you're like, yeah, we're just putting in. Like you just yeah. you're up at a boat ramp at like ten thirty. I'm like, where the hell are you going? You're like, somewhere else. We're gonna yeah. put in somewhere yeah. else. You yeah. hopscotch ramp. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a bite in a little while. We did we did a lot of driving around. That's yeah, cool. a lot of hopscotch. But man, Benji, uh, those were dude. FL, how fun! And I think this is where, I think this is where people. Uh, some of my, you know, rants against MLF or whatever that gets misguided, but I don't think they understand how great the FLW tour was. Oh, no, I, like, I loved it. I mean, that, it I, was so much fun. Yeah. And I mean, I, and it was, uh, I mean, the whole time it was good. I, 
I just those those last few years, me and Benji got to go. Uh, some of the other guys that got to go uh, had their dads with them. Yeah, you know, Alex had his dad with them. Yes, uh, I think Jimmy Houston had his wife with him. Like yep. it was, uh, you know, it was it was nice. I you know I don't know. I just I kind of miss that. Uh, you know, I know they don't want anybody to give them more of an edge or whatever. Yeah, but, you know, like a lot of times Benji was just like uh, more motivating me and making me. He would be like, "You want peanut butter crackers?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." And I think he's gonna throw me you know, pack of peanut butter ones, but he's back there with the, with the, uh, the saltines putting peanut know. butter out of a jar on it and then bringing it up and handing it to me. I was like, this is the best. <laughs> so I, there were so many and co-anglers, there are pros and cons, right? Mm -hmm. so that, like some of my best memories were when I fished as a co-angler in those. And then right. some of my closest friends to this day were folks that I met that were co-anglers. Then oh, 100%. 100%. it was yeah. just a, especially the guy, you know, you had locals that would, sign up to fish one event, of course, but there was a group of co-anglers and I was, I was one, one of those. And it was, it was a tight knit group, man. Hell it's, I was uh, talking like Joey Fuentes. He fished yeah. as a co-angler when I, Brian knew these guys were all co's when I was, and we we're all traveling. John Hunter, BPT yeah. pro was, was out a, there. I, thrifty. When yeah. I was doing a co-angler, thrift was doing co-angler. Like that was, and Andy thrift Henry. was so good then. Yeah. It was just, Anthony Gagliardi, yep. Scott Martin was a was yep. a co Matt Airy was yep. a co-anger. Yep. Yeah, so many good co-angers in the FLW days. I'm probably leaving somebody out, and I'm sorry if I am. But Todd Lee, you know from Todd Lee. Oh Todd, Todd Lee beat me every time. Yes, he did yeah. every time. Every you time he taught me so much, and he would always be like, "Hey, I'd be like, Todd, you're so good." And he's like, "Ah, it's not me. It's that." little pink worm I throw, you know, and I'm like, okay, I buy that, whatever. But then we go the next time and he, and he, and he whoops me on a big swim bait, you know, yep. it's just, uh, Todd catches him. <laughs> Dude, we, we pulled up at Hartwell one time and, and I had a big one on the bed. I was going to start on and I roll up there and I pull down and he throws that stupid pink worm out in the middle of the pocket on nothing. This yeah. is, I like have my depth finder off the back. He didn't even know how deep it was. He yeah. throws out there and he's like, Geek, and catches us like a six pound. Yeah. And he and he was the perfect besides always catching a perfect coat. He never threw. He was always no, he won't stay out of your way. Like he no. would try so hard not to do anything to mess me up. Yeah, uh, but then I'm just netting those big ones all day long for him. Like, you. I, you I remember one time. One time I I was like he's catching them on the swim bait, and I'm like Todd, can I get your rod? Can I just make it? You got three big ones in there. Can I get you right? He hands me his rod. I launch that swim bait out there. I take three, four cranks. One hits it. He has the drag set so tight. I set the hook and the whole rod comes out of my hands and I lose the fish. And I was just, no was just yeah, I was, I was just like, oh, I'm just not supposed to catch him today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, super nice guy. I mean, to give your boater his, his rod and you make a cast, like it just, uh, he's a good dude. I drew Brian new in a tournament on Kentucky Lake that I made the cut in and had Brian not been with me, I don't think I would have made the cut at all because I got so mentally spun. I, I crushed him the first day was sitting up there pretty good. And I was running way down to new Johnsonville's like mm -hmm. 90 miles, you know, and I got there and a local that watched me, it was like, pulls up, asks if he can watch me the day before. I'm like, yeah, man, he's like clapping when I'm catching him. I'm like, yeah, me and this guy are friends. This is awesome. Yeah. And I got down there the next morning and he's sitting there like, and i'm like hey man not cool and yeah none of our guys anywhere around and i said do you mind if i pull up there and he's like you could keep your ass right where you're at and i'm like did wow. my 
wife send you? What happened? Like, yeah. what? like, do you, what, huh? And I'm like, I thought we were cool. And he's like, you think I need some pro to show me how to fish my home? And he was super agitated. That wow. I, and, and anyway, so Brian, Brian knew's like, Hey man, just calm down, calm down, calm down. And uh, I'm like, all right. And I just kind of hang back there and dude, he catches like three big ones in front of me and he holds them up and goes, seen all I need to see. I've got a tournament tomorrow. And I was like, bro, you knew they were here. Why did you even do this? Like what? Yeah. I'm so confused. And he's like, I'll be here in the morning. If you make the cut. And I'm like, you don't have to worry about that. I don't think because you just, you know, <laughs> yeah. wrecked my area for an hour before I got here. So anyways, the guy pulls off, I pull up there and can't get bit new throws a drop shot ends up catching two behind me and then it just dies and i had been catching them shallow down there too and i said dude i'm gonna go to the bank it's the only chance i got and he's like absolutely and man he he stayed and i i had a stretch they were on dude and i started flipping willows i ended up catching them and uh and and making the cut but had brian not been with me that day i, I don't think i would have ever mentally been able to stay in because he just kept right. going hey man this kind of stuff happens you gotta yeah he, he was just back there such a good dude but i'll tell you something else about him that amazed me he had the straps off of the boat the motor toter off before i could even turn around like he's ready to go like brian right. ready to go right. but they had a rule he was so smart and i knew then obviously his fishing record but brian if the pro's feet weren't on the front deck the co-angler couldn't cast you remember that rule like you couldn't yeah. feet had to be up front right so right if you're culling, if you're catching them, if you're tying something on, they can't, they can't cast back then. And Brian, buddy, when I caught my first one, he was handing me a culling float to put yeah. on. <laughs> out of my life. Yeah. He was in there. He's like, he like dipped it up. Best net man of the game. Yeah. Hands me a cold float. Cause he's like, my God, we're going back to fishing the second. So you drop it in there and he's, he's fishing. And he won co-angler of the year that year because he yeah. was just so dialed. But dude, he was like, I think it's green. Like when I went to college, <laughs> he remembered. And I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yes, dude, it was green. You get him out on the beam. It was green. Like he was just, so, he was way more dialed than I was. And I was like, you should be up here and I should be back there. Um, Cause you're a, a legend. And obviously now he's a very successful bass pro. But, yeah. uh, he's doing really well. Yeah, Me I, and him almost died uh, <laughs> when I crashed at Smith. Oh, he that's was, right. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, yeah, he was uh, in the boat with me. He was holding. You remember they used to give you a little handheld camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like seventh or eighth or whatever, and they were just getting ready to swip, swap him with uh, with what's his name? I can't remember the. Uh, God, I can't remember his name. I just talked to him the other day, but he went to swap him, and uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, next stop, we'll swap him." You know, and that's when the boat spun around. You know. The, and uh and was it, myself over that was, that's right that was one of the, their uh uh company boats too right like yeah they had to fish out of theirs yeah that was the final day to use uh you know the evan Rood with the ranger or whatever was that and that sea boat that ranger made that uh you know i don't I think it more of a i think it was more of like a motor malfunction i think the okay. motor okay. trimmed out on itself you know because that's what you know you hit something or when the motor comes out of the water the boat instantly yeah. oh yeah so I'm thinking, i mean i didn't hit anything but i'm thinking that the motor just came out or trimmed itself out or maybe it was a short i have no idea but uh it was funny like i don't really remember much of anything uh but new new said he came up and he still had this phone in his hand like he didn't lose it he flew out with his cell phone because he he went over my head i tried to hang on that was a bad i should have just let go and I, I hung on, and then the motor got me. But 
uh, you know, it was just, that was great. I, I, I tell him about that all the time. Like he almost died uh, five days before that. He was changing his mom's oil and the car fell on him, broke his collarbone. So he had a broke collarbone already and he was in the boat riding with me. And then, and then I threw him out and we both end up in the hospital. <laughs> I was like, man, can you imagine if you died that day? That's terrible. Yeah, terrible. Two of the best bass pros in the country <laughs> almost died together after Brian yeah. almost died earlier in the week. What yeah, the- he had something following him. That's what. It, that's all I can think. Black of. cloud mood. Yeah, damn it, I forgot about that happening to you though, and it was cold as hell in that event too, right? Wasn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah luckily, luckily, because the engine cut off, but the prop still hit me in the leg, and luckily I had like I think I had jeans on, my snow pants. And my uh, rain suit. So when that prop, even though it was cut, it, even though the engine was shut off, it still hit my leg so hard. But it didn't break the skin. You know, just uh, separated like the muscle under there or whatever. But yeah, oh we're good. We're still breathing. <laughs> John talks. <laughs> so you want to go fish with John? <laughs> well, that's what everybody gets. Everybody gives me crap for going slow, but I mean, that's it. I'm just trying to be safe, you know? It's a lot safer at 35 than it is at 70. Yeah, 70 will send you places that you you don't want to go. Dude, what is it about Smith Lake now? I was just down there this week. Now I'm scared. Uh, it was that, what was that Aaron Britt guy? He ran the damn bank there. That happened to you. Maybe it's like Lakeland. They say Lakeland here is the most haunted lake in the country. Yeah. Maybe it's Smith, dude. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, there, there's something going on there. It's just, uh, it's really weird. Like, uh, I actually had years later in that same place uh, where I ran myself over, uh, I had the motor trim out in the same area on my what? boat. Like, years later. And I, but I was going like 20 and I felt it trimming up. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, in the same spot, like, gave me chills thinking about it. But but that's what made that win there uh, a couple of years ago so sweet because it was like you know, all this stuff and like and there was some other stuff I'd rather not talk about even before that that happened when I went there so it was like Smith's always been a weird place for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. I'm not gonna. How we won't dig that up. Yeah. Uh, so, are you? So you <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. That you got, I forgot that you got hit by the pro. What was that, 2013, maybe? Um, it was around there, it had to be. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it was probably somewhere in there. Was that the same one that Drew Benton and Scott Martin got in a fight in? I think it was. That was the exact same yeah. one. Uh, yeah, maybe it was. Well, they I were... remember that, though. I remember that. Yeah. I do too. Or something. Yeah, they were fighting. I mean, yeah, it was amazing. It was something great. <laughs> Great TV. I miss yeah. this. We need more of that on Bass Fishing yeah, TV. We, we were, I, was, I was telling the guys, I was like, we might like, we might stage something. We're like, I'll let like, uh, you know, Swindle push me into the live well tank or something at the, in the check-in, something. We'll do, do Listen, G's getting older, man. And as he gets older, I mean, and he's nearly like 80, I think now. Yeah. He's, uh, he gets more ornery, dude. You better be careful. Don't even tell him yeah. to stage it. He might get real. I don't know. He's yeah. I'd be like, hey, we're just acting. <laughs> He's like, this damn live scope. I'm yeah. gonna tell you what. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't get that triggered about it, but he he does get a little fired. He does get a little fired up sometimes. I mean, I understand it. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, 
it's just changed, you know. It's changed a lot, but the whole sport has, man. But yeah. um, dude, talking about FLW real quick, do you? Because I, I think this, and I, but I don't compete there. I just work with them. I feel like MPFL is very reminiscent of the FLW tour days. Yeah, I mean, it, it is very similar with the, uh, you know, a lot of the guys. I mean, I, I talked to a lot of the guys at MPFL. You know, uh, same thing I do with now the guys that were at FLW that are at MLF, but. Yeah, it does have that more uh, – the MPFL's got, like, that family vibe, you know. Yeah. Everybody – I think a lot of the guys hang out outside of that whole uh, – you know, outside the tournaments, too. So, I think that's what uh, what helps, and everybody seems to really, uh, you know, work good together and stuff. Will you uh, will you room with Landon Tucker since Keith's gone, and can you teach Landon how to count next year? <laughs> yeah, poor Landon. We were, we were adding it up, and I'm like, dude, you, you had more weight than the thing, you know, and – uh, it was terrible, and I was like, "We got to go check your live well." And we went out there, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" I mean, they are I mean, way too hard to catch to leave one in the boat. Uh, in, dude. I know. So, like, that's always my fear because I mean, it's great going to have the trailer weigh in every time you know, pull the boat out, run it through the weigh in. Uh, you know, it's nice, but that's my biggest fear: jumping up. You know. Cause you know, you got people over here in the video and you're taking pictures, you know, you got Al up there. Easy to, it is easy to do. I, there's a lot of distractions going on. We've so had always, a couple times in the three years, but I like to give Landon a hard time because he had such a, a great day one, a big stringer. And I'm like, dude, you're never going to beat Patrick Walters leaving him in the boat. Like that's not going to happen. <laughs> you can't do that. You need every ounce you can get to beat that guy. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I, I don't know. Hopefully Landon got a check. We, we knew it was going to be, close i was like i hope that fish doesn't cost them i'm not i'm, I'm not uh i'm not sure that he did i can't I, uh, look i think he i think he may have missed it uh, uh mpfl speaking of it uh dude gonna be some new names we haven't announced everything yet they're sorting yeah. through everything right now we got some of the guys that have fished for three years that are leaving uh we got some uh you know i, I know john cox having the other john cox having some health issues he's been with us one of our most loyal guys he's leaving so you're gonna be the only only cox over there uh, next year and hopefully he'll get better yeah man he's uh yeah he's 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 got some some things he's uh dealing with and but uh we're gonna miss him and there, but there's a few guys that have made uh made announcements but man i think we're gonna have such a killer group over there next year and it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of damn fun man i'm oh I'm yeah looking forward to it yeah the guys are definitely uh really hungry you know i guess you could say or they're really uh they really get after it over there it's just it's just cool to see you know and uh yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot this year fishing it. So, I, you know, look forward to next year. I am a little disappointed. I'm not going to get to fish any of the same tournaments uh, as Keith. Yeah, it's a bug. I mean, that kind of stinks. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. You're, you're, <laughs> but you're, you're proud of him just like I am. I, you know, oh, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm not even going to, I can't sugarcoat. I'm pissed he's going to BPT. I wish he was just yeah. MPFL for life. But yeah. I get it, man. He's got this big opportunity to yeah, go well, over there and do big things. And, and I hope that he can sink his teeth in and, and get in, you know, uh, for it, for a second year of that Bass Pro Tour. Cause man, he's like you, he's great on the water, uh, when he's on live breaking down what he's doing as he does it. And, uh, and they're lucky to have him. I know that. So I'm looking at the camera and going, don't, uh, don't sup Boyd. <laughs> Take care of my, dude over there okay Boyd. all right all right you already pissed off james watson don't mess with my man keith I, I couldn't sleep after watson's thing like I, I tried like i watched it and i just like 
I mean, it's just uh, the reality is, I mean, it's like, you know, you, I mean, I feel like I have, yeah, you got to have, I have to, I have to try to find another plan, some kind of plan to do, you know, uh, as time goes on, I feel like. Well, man, I, I can tell you that it does, I think that that a lot of people can relate to what you just said because um, I've been through the ringer with with my career in the last few years as far as just changes, right? Like you, nothing ever stays the same, and I think that's the you know that's a cliche saying, but it's a guarantee that the only thing that's a guarantee is if things will change, right? Like it is, right. especially in business. Like if you would have ever told me the Forcewood Cup in 2023 wouldn't exist anymore a tournament that you were very proud to win my friend brad knight was very proud to win brian thrift scott sugg so many great memories from the forcewood cup justin atkins just to name a few there were they were epic tournaments they were always really hard to win and it was it was another big marquee championship so to have it erased i never thought i'd say that i never thought i would see the name flw tour go away right like i never never thought i would see that just just like i it, like I said, in my day job, I never thought the TH Free would be owned by the Huntley family. Like Bill right. Hunt, you know, Bill Huntley was one of these, you know, Bass Fishing Hall of Famer. I never thought I would see that, but that's the only guarantee, man. Like it, it really is. And and I think that uh, you know, people see all the things I have going on in life and they're like, dang, man, I don't know how you do all of it. And it's like, well, it's called a yeah. backup plan. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be prepared. That's a that's a, yeah. I, I mean it is. And, and, kids. It, it, that's right, dude. You got a house full of youngins just like I do, and and they ain't cheap. No, <laughs> they, are, they are not cheap. So I, I think it's, but that's a reality. Like it, and here James, you know, and James, look, James has been successful far and away in life through real right. estate and all that. Like James will be fine in the long run. But I think it it did it hit me as well. Like listening to him, and a lot of people are like, oh, he's a crybaby or he's this or that for his rant. But it is very dang true, man. If that's what you've worked so hard for to get there and to ride into battle essentially with them against the industry at times and different things. It sucks that you're like, Hey, K bye. You're out. Like that does suck, man. It really does very much. So, um, so no, no MLFLW for you next year, MPFL Bassmaster elites and whatever tournaments you can fish around home. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's going to be pretty packed full the beginning half, but, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll try to find something in between there. I don't know. I, I had a blast. The Tackle Warehouse guys came down and we filmed for a couple of days the other day. Yeah. And, uh, I really enjoy doing that. You know, you, yeah, you know, great go out, just hang out, you know, jump around different lakes, try to get, you know, get a bike going, uh, you know, with no practice or anything. So it's just, it was kind of fun. I maybe try to do a little more of that. Those are great people too. The tackle warehouse people are great freaking folks. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we, they, they when they come, it's like you know when your uh, cousins or brothers come yeah. in wherever. You know, it's just like you know you don't want them to leave. I, I mean, I was sad when they left. I was like, man, I was like, but uh, yeah, really we'll good people. Stuff, yeah. Well, buddy, I appreciate your time as always because I know you're a very busy man. You're chasing the youngins around. Uh, I'm going to say one thing in closing, please, after all these boat stories we're hearing, please be careful trying to get an alligator in your boat. Please. Will you just, <laughs> wrong? Can you just oh, he's not, he's not like my mom, my mom, my wife. They're like, they're like, please, you need like, your hands. They're like, don't go anymore. And I was it's like, very, like, I mean, you need these. I know. <laughs> I, well, I, I'll do, I do more of the snagging. I'm like guy jumps on the front, throws the okay. big treble, you know. You should fish MLF. 
Yeah, yeah. You'd be great over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, instead of going back forward pacing sonar, you could completely resurrect your career, dude. You yeah. go back to getting wins, like. Oh God, that's terrible. It's, <laughs> but is it is it not true? I mean, come on. I'm like no. John Cox, everybody. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. That's all she wrote with John Cox. Hit him with him one more time. Cox watch. Going to fish MPFL next year. Going to be on the Bassmaster Elite Series. He's got Red Crest. He's got the Classic. he got got the MPFL Championship all in a pile right there. I don't know how he keeps up with it. His lovely bride certainly helps him with that. But uh, an amazing man, amazing angler. And i just like for you all to send, um, you know, prayers that he doesn't get his arm uh, bit off like Chubbs by an alligator this week as he attempts to wrangle a gator <laughs> with forward-facing sonar. Uh, absolutely amazing that he is that that's a statement that he's thinking about incorporating forward facing sonar into his fishing a little bit more. It is, it is certainly making an impact. We all know that. Um, and the arguments will continue, I'm sure on whether it should or should not be allowed. I think it's very cool, but I can tell you right now, he don't damn sure don't make it easy because them Smith Lake bass shot me double birds all weekend long. Looking at him on that. We caught a few on it, but it was a very few. A very, very few. I appreciate each and every one of y'all tuning in, man. It's uh, it's awesome getting to do this week in and week out. Hope you enjoyed the John Cox interview. We'll have some more goodness for you. And you never know when a bonus episode might pop up during the middle of the week. Lots going on. Lots going on. I appreciate each and every one of you. Go take you out with Biloxi Blues. And I will see y'all next week. See ya. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish Moss a Civil War ghost Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens in rest This highway It does not know my name Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there.